Base Front Kiss Army. This is an exclusive podcast special report. Welcome to a podcast special. I'm Ken Mills. Today we're going to look at the 2010 Kiss Indie Expo, which happened back in March. Mike was there, and he spoke to Keith LaRue, Bruce Kulick, and others. Take it away, Mike. This is Mike from Podkiss, live at the 2010 Cleveland Kiss Expo, and I am talking to webmaster extraordinaire <laughs> Keith LaRue. Good seeing you again. Thanks for being on Podkiss. Thanks for having me again. Uh, how's the day going for you? Good. Very good. You know, usual. I know we talk about this all the time, but it's just good getting, getting together with old friends and have been, what we have, Cleveland two years ago. Yeah. So, yeah. seen a lot of people we haven't seen in a while. Kiss That's fans. Good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, speaking of expos, how many do you think you've been to that? Oh. Rough guess. A hundred? hundred. I think I promoted... Well, I've done indie for, what, 13 years probably, something like that? Yeah. And we did Florida several times and uh, Pennsylvania, Cleveland, so yeah. Yeah, and then all over the world. Japan. Mm-hmm. It'll go to Verona, Italy in a few weeks. Yeah. Oh, well. It's fun. Yeah. It's fun. You know, it's funny. I know we, again, some of us may be old, but all my friends are from KISS Expos or KISS, you know, yeah, these cool. events, and we go see them. So. Well, I know, because, like, people say, well, you drove six hours to go to one of these. Like, yeah, but I'm going to see people that I only see once a year, yeah, you know. It's like a reunion, right? Oh, absolutely. And uh, there's another one coming up in Philadelphia. Somebody said, well, you're going to do that? That's six hours in the other direction. I go, if some of my friends will go, <laughs> I will go. We'll be there. <laughs> yeah. Um, I was talking to you in Indy last week, and you mentioned that you'd gone overseas for Kiss's little uh, tour over there, yeah. promotional thing. How was that? It was great. I, w- I wasn't going to go when it was just the TV station. I mean, the radio, I mean, TV show, no, sorry, yeah. in, uh, in Germany. Um, and then at the last minute, they were you know, they're going to England to do press for three days, and then they added that show. And yeah. then when I heard they added the show, you know, I had to go. It was, yeah. you know, it was probably... They said it was an 800-seat club, but when they added Eric's drum kit uh-huh. on the stage, there was probably about a, a foot left of stage. <laughs> so they added some additional staging, and then the fire marshal cut the stage down. So I, I can't imagine it was more than maybe 600 people in there. Okay. So it, it was the most intimate I've seen Kiss, you know, besides like a sound check or something. But, sure. you know, it's different with the crowd in there, you know. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And it was it that at the end, was it because it was so much uh, yes, yes. CO2? That was really scary. Did, yeah. did I ever tell you about this at all? No, but I, I read it somewhere. Yeah. yeah, it was really scary from the standpoint after you hear about it. Mm-hmm. Because obviously we had the sound, I mean, the, the, you know, the, the uh, set list at the soundboard. Yep. So we knew that they were going to do four more songs. We knew that they were going to come out and do Deuce. Yep. And when they took an extra long amount of time to come back, mm-hmm. we knew something was up, first of all. Yep. And then I peeked my head around the backstage area, and Tommy was actually like with the door open outside trying to, to breathe um, but again remember we didn't know what was going on sure we just knew the band was taking longer to come back they come back and I'm sure you've seen some of the video or something where where instead of just you know going into a song right away Paul walks over to Gene and asks you can tell they're talking for a few mm-hmm. minutes then they announced Detroit Rock City so I'm like anyone else in the crowd sitting there going wait a minute you know they're supposed to be doing Deuce they're supposed to be four songs they do Detroit good night yeah. and leave and during Rock and Roll All Night, 
I noticed I, I have a, a touch of asthma, and I noticed at one point I couldn't breathe at all. Mm -hmm. So I, where I actually moved, I yeah. actually moved and walked around. I thought, you know, if it was a heart attack. You know, it just felt like you couldn't breathe. Sure. So again, the band leaves. Yeah. I talked to Eric a little bit later, and then Paul sent me an email saying what happened. Yeah. And when the minute they wrote what happened and what, when Eric said what happened, immediately I knew that's why I couldn't breathe. Oh, yeah. And then, but here's the scary part: is Gene almost passed out. Oh, they, yeah. they had Gene sit down backstage. Um, Eric. Now remember, the guys in the band don't know what's happening. Correct. So like Eric thinks he has a problem, and Paul thought he had a problem. And then they got backstage and obviously figured out there was something going on. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah. And I, we had a couple of emails from people in the front row that actually wrote us in so they had a great time but they passed out during rock and roll night wow so i guess it's one of those things just a small area big stuff in the small club yeah at least Took, no pyro so yeah. well that's good <laughs> uh 2009 was an amazing year for kiss and i know you saw several shows last fall how many yes. did you actually catch i think last um just on the u.s north american portion i think i did 18. I did uh, a South America one too, so I get, okay. to, I get to go. I'd never been to South America, that was fun with Argentina. Oh, yeah. And then the US, I did, yeah, 18. Awesome. You always get the scoop on the new Kiss products. Last yes. year, you told us about the Mr. Potato Heads. Yes, which were what great, you, right? What are you? Yeah, those are great. I, I have them. <laughs> In fact, what I did with them, I took them out of the box briefly, and I have a, a Kiss Alive 2 stage that I made for other dolls. And I put them on it, and I put it up on our website. Everyone thought it was kind it was of great. Cool. Yeah. That's a cool item because you show it to people who really aren't, you know, may not be a real Kiss fan, and yeah. they're like, "Wow, those are really cool." Exactly. <laughs> Is there something coming up that you're especially? Yeah. Well, speaking of that, uh, there will be another set of potato heads. Mm -hmm. Um, I think they're coming out in the summer, but there'll be obviously new costumes. That's a tremendous license for Kiss and for the company to release them. Cool. So there'll be new ones. Uh, there's going to be another Kiss coffin. Mm -hmm. You saw the Kiss scooter. Yep. The Kiss scooter, we're going to have a contest on Kiss Online to win one shortly. Okay. So oh, keep your excellent. eyes out for that. Someone's going to win it. Um, I think they're going to do something kind of cool. you got to be a little creative. All you got to do is like, I think you have to write a letter in. We're still fine-tuning it, but you have to write a creative letter using a number of kiss words they're going to we're going to give you the words yeah. and then you so whoever's the most creative it can be fictional it can be real whatever but it's going to be judged on who is the most creative oh that's neat to win that and then you know like anything there's licenses every day not as let's say as prominent or you know as, as big as a scooter or something but this thing's like you know there'll be new t-shirts at spencer's there'll be uh uh, there's a license for guitar straps, really nice, oh, nice. really nice leather guitar straps. Um, guitar picks are going to be kind of like a, a set of guitar picks, several different sets, like there'll be rock and roll over picks and, okay. and live too. So yeah, I mean it keeps coming. Cool. And then, you know, talk to me later. There's more stuff coming. <laughs> <laughs> Always, there's, if there's something to be made, they're going to have it. Uh, Paul mentioned that there's a possibility that a new Kiss album mm -hmm. could surface in the next year, year and a half. Yeah. What do you think has changed in the last three or four years where at one point they said there was no point in doing an album where uh, another album possibility coming up is uh, is a possibility in a relatively short period short of time? time? Yeah. Well, I actually talked to Paul about that recently. I actually asked him before he announced it. I actually... Sure, you do this once in a while. I was on a long car ride and had a chance to pop Sonic Boom in, yeah. listen to it from beginning to end, mm -hmm. and uh, hadn't done it for you know a month or so. Yeah, and uh, and it just basically said, Paul, you know, it's it's a great album. It's a yes. lot of fun. I smiled through the whole thing, and I said, you know, any chance of another one? And Paul said, Well, maybe, and he kind of smiled, and and then it wasn't 
you know, maybe a, a few days later, Tommy mentioned that Paul said maybe about doing another record, yep. and then um, then Paul announced it. So yep. I think it's really that he's having fun, and I think that with this lineup, I don't think he's worried. I don't want to say he's not worried about sales. I think he's worried about making a fun record that he likes. And yeah. they did this album so quickly and and so smoothly. That's yeah. the big thing. They went to the studio and. You know, it came together in what six Correct. weeks total, yeah. yeah. And um, I think that everybody's going well. That was easy, and it was fun, and the results they're very happy with. So, I uh, I've heard basically the same story from several other people. That, uh, they said, you know, loved the album. It came out and uh, played it, and then didn't listen to it for a while, and then eh, just for the heck of it, they threw it back in. Go, man, this is this is right. Kiss. This is awesome. It's, and that's <laughs> Kiss, right? It's fun to have fun, and and you listen to it, and you go. I mean, you know, you know, I don't have to tell you you're, you're a diehard. I mean, you hear, I, I laugh every time I hear Eric do the little fill from King of the Nighttime World. Oh, yeah. You know, and you're just like, ah, it's great. Yeah. Just smile, because it's Oh, ab- it's absolutely. Like, yeah. And I think 2009 was, it was like Kiss had started all over again. They had new outfits, a new stage. Uh, it was just, to be in it as long as I've been in it, since uh, 77 is about when I got into it, it's just like, you see so many things come and go, but here was a new Kiss album. You feel like you're 12 years old again, you know? Yeah. It's, and it's, I, it's, I don't think there's many bands that can say that that happens for them. It, I don't think so. And then the other thing, too, and you know, we're biased, obviously, we're Kiss fans a little sure. bit. Sure. But you, you have to admit, I mean, I brought fans to the, friends to the shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they go, oh, I've never seen Kiss, you know, I've never seen Kiss, whatever. Yeah. It'll be fun. They leave the show amazed. Oh, they absolutely. They can't believe that, you know, guys their age, they go, they, they bring it, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's, and I, like you said, you saw on that tour, it's just so much, it's so... It, like it's a rebirth. It's, sure. it's, it's not like they're out there going through the motions, and I think that's the biggest thing. Correct. And you can tell when they're up there doing it is genuine. Yes. That they Kiss either does it or they do not do it. And when they're out there, they're doing it. And they're doing it for a lot of people, and a lot of people are having a great time. <laughs> How about all the kids? Isn't that great? Oh, that's awesome. Seeing them held up on shoulder. the big screens, you know that's got to be like, a charge for parents for what and the kids up that's me up there I'm almost as cool as Kiss you know, it's funny too on Kiss Online now mm-hmm. 50% of the male is is 11 maybe even younger 9, 10, 11, 12 years old and it's not like all of a sudden that's Kiss's audience it's we're getting more male than ever but they're also instead of being you know the normal amount of male from whatever age bracket fans our age and so on mm-hmm. I've seen a whole new group of fans that are just totally into the band like it's it, it, it's great. It really doesn't end. No, it's really like... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. it just keeps going. Um, speaking of the website, I mean, you did a, a, a drastic overhaul with it, uh, and you're on Facebook and Twitter now. What kind of feedback do you get from all that? Great. I mean, I think it's just a sign of the times, obviously. A lot of people on Facebook, obviously, I think we have, what, four, 450, 500,000 people already, and, mm-hmm. and we really, really push it, you know? So it's just... I think with anything like Facebook, people want want to be able to communicate. They want to be able to, you know, go on and see what's going on, and then they still they make friends. Friend me, I'm with Kiss, and, and you know, and, sure. and so on. Um, same thing with the website. The website obviously is a little bit different. You can go on there, you know, daily to see the news, see what's going on. Yeah. Um, and and that really is the best place. You know, there's the other thing that the band. You know, they like all of the fan sites. They like people like yourself doing anything. Sure. But the thing I've learned about Kiss Online is if it's not on there. 
it's definitely not confirmed. It doesn't Correct. mean it's not happening. Correct. It just means it's not confirmed. And Correct. That's, so if you want to know what's really happening news-wise, it's definitely a good place to go. And then, you know, we try to answer as many rumors and so on that's yes. out there. But you know the deal. Absolutely. <laughs> I saw one thing I was laughing about. The tour dates. Did you see the tour dates? I had, I had seen them, yeah. That list, you know, you look at the list and you're like, wow, somebody somebody leaked something. Then I went back mm -hmm. and looked at the, and the list changed anyways. But I looked yeah. at the original list, it's not even close. You know, they yeah. got Kiss starting in California, mm -hmm. and Kiss, is, as you know, is starting in Wyoming. It, you know, that's why, yeah. the only bad thing, I know people are excited to get news and try to find out things. The only bad sure. thing is when you get the emails at Kiss Online that go, well, I just read the tour dates, and I just booked my airfare to California. Yes. And you go, wait a minute. And that's uh, yeah, yeah, keep it realistic. I mean, um, I know on our site we get people that are itching to put stuff up, and a lot of times we actually just take it down yeah. just for that reason because or say he has rumor. No. Yeah, or yeah, but uh, people just if they see something in print, they automatically assume it's true and it's not necessarily yeah. so. And basically, what we say is when they post something like that, well. Until it's on KOL, it's not yeah. official. Yeah, and, and you know, the, the thing that Paul always says, too, is obviously they're KISS. Yeah. They know what's going on. There's a reason it's not posted yet. Exactly. It's not like you're getting, the band's not getting scooped, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I know a lot of people were pumped for Eric to say that Paul yes. had just told him that everything's a go. We just have to finalize some stuff. So I know I'm pumped. Yeah, it's going to be fun. There. I will be there. <laughs> um, when did you become a member of the KISS Army? Would have been which time, okay? You want the truth? <laughs> Did you do you back out for time? a while? <laughs> a little bit. Uh, yeah. 19, I discovered Kiss, like I'm sure a lot of people my age, I'm, I'm 42. I discovered Kiss from my brother, okay. who was nine years older than me. I mm -hmm. discovered him in his eight track tape yep. collection yep. when I was probably, probably right around alive, so probably seven years old in that neighborhood. Okay. And really got into them all the way through Dynasty, where you know, I, I remember buying. You know, Columbia Tape Club from Terre Haute, Indiana. Oh, sure. And getting a live two and, you know, and all the albums, solo albums and so on. But I did, I hate to admit, I lost touch with Kiss probably right after Unmasked. Unmasked and Elder. It was a short period. Yeah. But, again, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have a lot of things that no. we have today. No. And they really, obviously, where I lived in New England at the time, that was a real low point for Kiss, and it was hard. I just remember buying the, I did get the Elder mm -hmm. at Zayers, I don't know if you... Oh, I remember Zayers, okay. yeah. We got it there, it was actually cut out, unfortunately. But, yeah. But uh, then when Creatures, that was it. Yeah. You know, when I heard that ad on Halloween for Creatures of the Night, and, you know... They were back. That was it, and then full tilt since then, yeah. Yeah. Went full. And that's, that's a funny thing, too. I don't know what your era of Kiss is. I didn't see Kiss in the 70s. I, I never got the chance. I When I was, when uh, they were on the Dynasty tour, a friend of mine's dad was willing to take all of us to go see them. And my dad said, no way in hell are you going there. And I, I often throw it back at them now. I said, if you just would have let me get it out of my system, uh, I wouldn't have me thousands and thousands of dollars worth of merchandise in my basement. <laughs> uh, but it's something you have fun with, right? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And it, you come to something like this and you say, well, I'm not even really looking for anything, but you always find something. And it's these types of events for me are just a lot of fun. Seeing people like yourself, friends, and hanging out and just talking about KISS for a day. That's I mean, what's it, great about KISS, right? We're just celebrating the day. Absolutely. 
Um, speaking of merchandise, mm -hmm. collectibles, yeah. what's the coolest thing that you have? I got a couple things. I, now that I've been privileged enough to, to, to know the guys and work mm -hmm. with the guys, um, I've kind of gone more towards personalized sign things and yeah. things like that. But one thing that means a lot to me, you know, Eric Singer is a great friend of mine. Even, even um, you know, as far back as oh, probably it's going to be about 15 years now. We've been very close. Yeah. And uh, two things that are just huge to me. One is uh, I'm very patriotic. That's yeah. just the way I am with mm -hmm. America. And Eric, the way he is, and you know him. Yep. Sent me the drumsticks he played at the Olympics. Oh wow! But the funny part is. He didn't tell me, and he didn't use any care in sending them. He put them in a padded envelope with a, with a oh. regular stamp on it, oh, and wow. I opened the mail up, and I'm like, what? And I look at him, like, I'm like, I call him, like, are these the drumsticks from the Olympics? He's like, yeah, I thought you'd like them. He had an Olympic hat with him. Oh, wow. And so that that's a really cool thing. I really enjoyed that's that cool. one. And then um, he also gave me his drum head from the first show he played in makeup. Oh, wow. In Yokohama, Japan. Okay. And then Paul, anything on Paul. Paul's my, my favorite member of KISS. Uh -huh. And uh, I have some personalized things. Some, and Paul's, you know, Paul's really good. You know, yeah. he wrote me some personalized notes and, like, Live to Win. I get to work with him on, you know, Live to Win yeah. DVD yeah, and yeah. tour. And wrote me just a great, great uh, piece. You know, he said, you know what I mean? It's oh, something yeah. personalized. It's like, like that. But, yeah, but I love all the merchandise. Planet Head's my favorite all-time KISS item. Though. If you ask me, I just... Can't explain they're, it. That's they're the cool. Best. And I know when you, you mentioned them last year, you were pumped. And they are. I saw them. I just I, that's you know, the, those it's You've taken an icon toy and added an icon band to it. How can you lose? <laughs> <laughs> it writes itself. Uh, I know it's a little early. Mm -hmm. Any thoughts on 2011? I would think just from I know, you know, just from what I know now with, with Kiss and the way they're thinking. Paul obviously still enjoys touring. Yep. They love this band. But I think that, um, I know from talking to Paul, that he also wants to spend a lot of time with his kids. Sure. So I think Kiss is going to definitely continue to tour, but I think there'll be breaks in between. Okay. So, um, you know, after America, I mean, there's been talk for the last year of going back to Japan, going to Australia, yep. going to Argentina and South America again, and uh, some other places that they've never been. And I think they will. I think Kiss will continue to do that, and I think they'll probably start working on the record next year, like Paul said, you know, and, okay. and, and yeah. do some stuff. But yeah, I, I do not think that they're done playing, you know, this won't be the last time you see them in America. Great. That's always good news. Yes. <laughs> Isn't it funny, huh? It's, it's, it's amazing. Here we are. We're not even, you know, it was cool when it was the year 2000. Now it's 2010, and they're still doing it. <laughs> you know, I, I took a friend of mine to the show, and uh, it's one of my favorite things to do, is to be able to take someone to a show that hasn't really experienced it for whatever reason. Uh -huh. And he's a big boxing fan. Yep. And he said something I thought was great. He said, you know, there's something great about going to see someone you like, an old time or an old boxer, something, something that you've grown up with. Sure. But then you go see it, and it's not what you remember and yeah. he said I've never seen Kiss before he goes but I he goes they just bring it so much at a show he goes that's got to make you feel proud as a Kiss fan that you know it's not like we're just going because they're Kiss we're going because they're rocking yeah you know I mean it's, yeah, yeah. And, and that's that's a good way to put it I, yeah. yeah and it, I thought that was cool coming from a, a non-fan who's now a huge fan <laughs> yeah well, I brought a convert this summer well I told you my wife's in the military we won the free tickets and we brought 
an outside person who, he was actually a big in the 80s hair bands. He liked them, and Poison was like one of his favorites. And uh, this was his first Kiss show. And he came outside, and he was like, that was really cool. <laughs> and actually, he's the guy that I was telling you earlier and tried to bring his kid here today, and the kid didn't want any part of it. We'll get him. We'll get him. We'll give get him time. Yeah. <laughs> I got some stuff I want to give him anyway, and I think once he gets eased into it, I think he's excited about it. Yeah. He is excited about it. I had a, a poster that I created off the sides of the giant dolls that they did a few yeah, years ago. Yeah. I took all the sides off of them and put them together to make the destroyer picture, and I put it on a piece of foam board. I don't have room for it in my room, and it's out in the garage, and they were we were, they were over at my house, and he, the kid saw it in the back. It was behind a mountain of junk, and you know, just the way he looked at it, he wanted it. Uh, I said, I couldn't even get over the pile of stuff to get to it, but I think he's got that in mind. He wants that, but he's a little guy, and he, I new think he's, fan, he's a new right? fan. They're always coming. It's always good, keeping things <laughs> moving. Um, well, I think that's really about it. Um, Great seeing you again. Yeah, thank you for always coming and doing these. Oh. These are great. Thanks for being on podcast. Love having you on here. <laughs> that was fun.
This is Mike from Podkist, and I'm speaking with Bruce Kulick at the 2010 Cleveland Expo. Great seeing you, and thank you for being on Podkist. We appreciate your time. Um, 2010 has to be a really exciting year for you. You got the tour going, and your album just came out. What kind of fan feedback are you getting? It's been, you know, very, very positive towards the new record, and, you know, I put so much kind of effort into it, obviously, having the, the reaction be strong and people really noticing that... Uh, as much as they might have enjoyed if they supported me on my other records, they, they see the, the level of commitment to this one going up a notch. Yes. You know, just like all Kiss albums don't sound the same either. My benchmark was revenge, basically, yes. so I needed it to be as big sounding and strong songs and production. And, and then I wanted the artwork to just be really totally professional. I wound up hiring the people that do Kiss, you know. Yes. And uh, all that really helped obviously so it's been it's been exciting um it, it was almost a little like giving birth though and uh, i'm a little bit in that kind of like post you know birth okay. like depression <laughs> of it because there was so much go 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 you know interviews all the time and yeah. so much energy being put into it and then uh here we are probably uh uh oh i guess uh what are we two months after the release yeah. you know so things aren't quite as hectic about it but the reaction and the uh support from the fans have been great um, just discussing it amongst the guys in podcast, Gary, Ken, and myself, mm -hmm. uh, we feel possibly, and you threw re Revenge in as mm -hmm. the bar, right. we think you may have surpassed that because we're all huge Revenge mm -hmm. era fans. We, I think we all saw you in tour right. on tour that year. Um, that was just something that really clicked. Sure. And you can tell that the amount of, uh, excuse me, <laughs> the amount of dedication mm -hmm. that you put into the project right. Um, it shows, right, and thanks. you can tell from the lyrics. There's some really auto mm -hmm. autobiographical right. items to it, yep. and uh, it's got it. There's got to be that edge when you, you had it finished, and you're ready to push it out. Mm -hmm. Like much like you said, kind of giving birth. Yep. Here's my, this is this is me in yep. a nutshell. Especially with all those years I put into it, but uh, I'm just glad that the, everyone's aware of you know that 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 it was just really well careful you know very well crafted and very you know careful with everything and uh, I have to thank my producer Jeremy a lot for that uh, big kiss fan all right a lot younger than me and uh -huh. he was really really pushed it and you know if I'm gonna use like string parts like kiss I'd use real strings you know what yeah, I mean and, yeah, and, yeah. you know I don't have a kiss budget but I did the best I could with the money and over the years it wasn't as painful to fund it if you know what I mean but correct then the other, of course, big thing I accomplished that I hadn't even tried before, but I know it would have been harder before. With this record, it was easier to approach companies to help distribute it. Yeah. So I got it licensed in America. Actually, the same label that put out Ace's record. Yeah. Even though it's not listed on their record, it was actually this label called Rocket Science. Mm -hmm. um, it's well, not on Ace's record because it was for whatever went down at that point when he uh, made the deal. But for me... Uh, it's exciting to be, to be in Walmart and to be yeah, in Best, Best Buy. Buy. That's and, where uh, I picked it up, yeah. <laughs> Amazon and iTunes and all. So, And then for the rest of the world, it's uh, Frontiers, which is a, bit, you know, a, a label that does a lot of the uh, rock bands that you're familiar with. You know? Yeah. And so it, uh, it really, you know, that's great that I was polling people today at the Expo because obviously even though I sold uh, a good number here, yeah. the ones that came up with one, you know, that yeah. wasn't signed, it was clear to me, well, they bought this. So I'm curious, hey, did you get this? 
uh, at which store. It was, it was yeah, nice to yeah. hear. Oh, I was there the first day at Best Buy, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. You know, <laughs> I even bought a copy for my mom from Best Buy because she knew I wanted to show it to her and I knew that would be something to make her proud. Awesome. Um, as far as the material that's on there, when will we when will we be able to see you uh, performing that? Yeah, that's the tricky, um, you know, thousand dollar question there, <laughs> you know, million dollar question. The problem is really because of the Grand Funk tour sure. dates, you know, and I do love playing with the band and it's uh, kind of me working with them has helped me fund my, my solo record, if sure. you know what I mean, because sure. uh, I, I make, I make a, a good living from that. Um, so it's been hard to kind of juggle it and figure it out and I also don't want to, we're not in the era where as much as I have a label that you know, helped me out with the marketing and promotion mm -hmm. and gave me some money, but yeah. <laughs> the days of tour support for it, because I'm still really an independent artist and kind yeah. of a new artist, so it's really hard to get out there without maybe tinkering on, am I going to make any money with this, you know? Yeah. And so between the time and the, just the business angle of it, I'm working on some ways to, to get out there, so I'm yeah. not saying it won't happen. But um, most important thing is that the music is strong and it's there and it's available and I still think there's many people who maybe been on the fence about whether or not they would want one of my solo records and, mm -hmm. and I feel like they got to get this one, you know what I mean? Well, absolutely, and I think anybody out there who's been on the fence about it, mm -hmm. if they just listen to the first song, right. they, you'll, you'll be locked in. I yeah. mean, it's that strong, it's a great lead-in. And then it jumps right into the Gene song, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. How, so. how was that working with Gene again? It was great. I mean, you know, Gene's very, real hard worker. I, I know everybody knows that. He takes his work seriously, but... You know, we had fun with it. It wasn't, uh, you know, at, at first I wanted him to actually sing on the song that uh, Tobias Sammet sang, mm -hmm. and I wanted him to kind of finish co-writing that. And he he liked it, but he kept taking it in a different direction. And then, uh -huh. and then again, because it's my record and yes. I'm funding it, I was able to say, you know, let's leave this one the way it was. I'll figure out what to do with it. Sure. Which turned out to be a real, real bonus having Tobias sing it because I think he did a great job with that one. That's the one on the animal. Yeah. Um, yeah. But. Uh, it, but it made us write a brand new song, which that's fine, you know. Yeah. And um, it was great going to, I, I got to record the uh, the drums and, and uh, the basic track and have them do the vocals in the, one of the best studios in L.A., Henson, which used to be A&M. Okay. And that's when they filmed a little bit for the Family Jewels. You know? Okay. And um, they were actually doing something with Nick there, too, even though Nick didn't actually record that day. That day, okay. But um, it, was, it was a lot of fun working with him. I mean, he, you know... He's a real pro. He came in, you know, and had some comments about how we should cut the drums and the vibe. And then from there, we just, uh, he banged out the, we actually finished the lyrics that day in the studio. Okay. Uh, we had the, the kind of the concept of what the lyrics would yeah. be about. And it, it, fortunately, it's not a real wordy song, you know what I mean? Yeah. The verses are kind of short. Uh, so it wasn't too long. It took about an hour for, for, for Gene, Jeremy, and myself to finish the lyrics. And, so just, and there we go. It just gelled kind of right there on the spot. And then. he jumped in and sang it. And that only took him an hour, you know, at the most. You know, he doubled a couple parts. And yeah. Awesome. So it's really cool. It came out, came out. I'm real proud of the track. And then it's definitely in that Revenge Carnival Souls vein. Sure. Yeah, and it, it could have just as easily been on one of yeah, those. Yeah, absolutely. Um, this is one of the downtimes where I... <laughs> oh, you did your release at the Kiss Coffee House. What, what did? You, how was that experience? Well, I did a couple of like release things. You know, the first one was really the night before uh, the February second date in the U.S. and that was at the Cat Club where I did Oh, that's a gig. correct. Correct. And then later that week, I flew to Myrtle Beach because he needed that on a, on a weekend. Yeah. And you know, the way they release records in America is always on a, a Tuesday. Tuesday. Okay. <laughs> so um, 
Uh, I'll talk about the, the coffee house first. Okay. Um, it's a really small place, even though it's a fun place. And they actually have yeah. new owners there and are very, very cool people. The local television stations all came down, the local awesome. radio, which was great. It was, you know, I sold what I could hold in there, so that's what I wanted to hey. do, you know. And everyone, you know, we did a special package, you know, and everything yep. for the CD and the poster and all that. Everybody had a great time. I didn't do any performing because it was way too small for that kind of oh, thing, sure. you know. But we had BK3 cakes and everything. You know, it was nice. a lot of fun. And and ultimately, um, uh, it was certainly worth the trip. And I, and I actually got to hang with a couple of my good friends who have been supportive, who, who have helped me, part of my team Kulik, you know, yeah. my, my webmasters and uh, a couple of the people you see here helping me at the expo. Sure. So it was good. It was a real good time and um, we got to visit the Hard Rock, which is right near yep. there. Yep. And they were all asking me to come back again. So, you know, it was, it was really successful. The Cat Club thing was a whole different thing and that was a lot of pressure to put that together because LA is not easy to do a gig you know it just isn't you mm -hmm. know because everyone's spoiled because you know everybody goes to LA and, and performs sure but I picked a smaller club on the strip where I'm friends with the owner Slim Jim from Stray Cats okay and we wound up uh, I needed to put a band together of course I went and reached out to Brent Fitz first from yeah. Union yeah. Um, who's now going to be playing with Slash actually he got oh, is that right? gig. yeah which is great for him. nice and then um, I always knew of this singer Todd Kearns who plays in uh, Vegas with this band called Sin Sin City Sinners, and uh, uh -huh. uh, I knew he could play guitar and sing, and then this bass player, Adam Curry, that, that a friend of mine recommended. Mm -hmm. So um, we rehearsed, um, but the exciting thing was knowing that uh, I invited Nick, but I couldn't guarantee that Nick would come down, Sure, because it has to be my gig, really. But you know, yeah. he said, he said uh, at first he, he asked a lot of questions, Who, who's your band, you know, what's their vibe, and, yeah. and then I, I basically was really honest, you got to be honest about that stuff showed him photos of who you know who they were because yeah. he doesn't know everyone that I know you know yeah and then he said you know you know what let's let's do it let's just do it he came down to rehearsal we did the gig and it, the place couldn't have been more packed really and yeah. um, the reaction was great it was one sweaty night okay that's yeah. all I could say good time but I had I had two good lo local opening acts you know, I, I made it in early evening, so no one had an excuse. Because some bands don't go on till midnight on yeah. the strip, which is brutal. Oh, even sure. even I like to be like getting ready for bed by then. You know, and, <laughs> yeah. and some bands are just going on stage. But I was on stage at, at, at exactly at nine o'clock, and it was only in an eight-song set. So you know, everybody was home in plenty of time. You sure. Know? So it was great. They filmed it for, for you know Gene's show, The Family Jewels. Yeah. And it should be out sometime, probably I guess in April. Okay. You know. It should be one of the episodes. I'm think I don't have the exact date, but yeah. uh, I know it wasn't the beginning of the season. But I don't think it was the the last one of the season okay. either. Okay, we'll keep our eye. So out. yeah, keep your eye out for that one. And like I said, it, it, there'll be they what they what we filmed was some of the performance and the and what was going on about Nick being a part of my event and yeah. then of course uh, the rehearsal for it. So it's uh, I was real excited about that. Excellent. Um, I saw on your site the other day you've done some work with Lordy. Work on yeah, a song? that was really recent, just a few days ago. How'd that come up? You know, well, you know, I met I met uh, Tommy. Originally, I played on their big record, okay. Yeah. And that was just a fluke where they reached out to a few people, uh, D. Snyder and Udo Dirk Snyder, yeah, and myself, and I played a solo for a song called um, "Snows Snows in Hell," and then they won this Eurovision award in Europe, which is the equivalent of the Grammy. Okay. You know, except that's more like uh, the people's choice because the oh, okay. fans vote for it. Okay. And then they were suddenly this like beyond Finland, a yeah. popular band. 
they dress up very much like uh, Guar, you know, yeah. it's a very extreme mm-hmm. thing. He's into that whole, you know, Lord of the Rings thing. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't really know Tommy. It was just a couple emails, and then of course I professionally did the session in LA actually. And okay. then all of a sudden, you know, it goes through the roof, and I get, you know, gold and platinum records from them, you know. Nice. <laughs> and and I was featured, you know, in the single and everything. They released that song as a single. Mm-hmm. So um, the year later, about a year later, I think they came to America. They were already touring with their second record. Yeah. Okay. And we got together, and I got a chance to actually play some of the um, tracks for BK3. Mm-hmm. And, and I finally had lunch and hung out with him and met him as a person, you know. And he was mm-hmm. a real sweet guy, even though he looks like like you know he's a pretty big, big guy. guy yeah. and, uh, <laughs> there's not many photos out there of him without that. You know, outfit. Correct. Uh, but he's a real intense guy, but a real sweet guy. Very passionate about music and movies, you know, and the entertainment business. Owns an amazing, really cool restaurant up in his town where he lives, which is many miles north of Helsinki. So okay. he's up in the <laughs> Arctic Circle, is what I'm trying to say. Gotcha. But what I tried to do when I played him the BK3 stuff is, you know, here's what. Uh, my friend Jeremy and I are working on, you know, they were all very impressed. They were really excited Mm -hmm. about the record. And I said, I want to write something for you on the next record. Uh Let's get together and write. So he actually flew to LA last August. Okay. And he came out for about a week. And I didn't realize, I mean, he came by himself, really, you know, no car, you know, know, he stayed really close. He asked, where should I stay? And I told him a good hotel that a lot of, you know, music business people stay that's not far from where I live. Really, he's, really okay. he's not going to have a car and everything. Sure. And basically, I'm picking up every day to hang out in my house, and we're going to write, Jeremy and I, and, and Tommy and myself. Yeah. We wrote two things. One was a really good rock, kind of 80s kiss thing. Yeah. And the other one was a very interesting power ballad, Alice Cooper-ish, okay? Yeah. And it turned out his A&R guy, um, they liked both songs, but they really, they, they kind of shied away from the kiss sounding one. They really yeah. wanted to do the ballad. Okay. So they cut the ballad for the record. They recorded in uh, Nashville. They're just finishing up now. Okay. And they work with a pretty famous producer, Michael Wagoner, uh, who's done a lot of a lot of good stuff. Mm-hmm. And um, what I did was, since we, uh, Jeremy and Tommy and I did real demos for those songs in our homes. You yeah. Know? So it was just done all on software. You know, sure. It wasn't taken into the studio. But the guitar parts that we mapped out. I knew I would recreate them, let's say, okay. you know, for the real record with yeah. real amps and, and just all polished to the real tracks. Yes. So that's what I did last Thursday, actually. Oh, okay. And they came out great, um, and we sent the files off, and actually they asked uh, Jeremy, the guy who produced my record, is actually an uh, orchestrator and, and scorer for, for, you know, he can do films and, and oh, okay. stuff like that. And they, he did want strings on this. You know? Okay. So, so uh, Tuesday, actually, in L.A., we'll cut the strings. Okay. But he already did like a mock-up of the strings on the track that, you know, and I had to... So everything's coming together. I, originally, we, we hoped we'd be able to go to Nashville and everything. Mm-hmm. But with the time and my schedule and everything and them realizing, look, you know, it would be easier if you just did it in L.A. And I was glad they said that because I fly around enough anyway. Sure. You know? So Michael Wagner was great. You know, um, we sent the file off like on Friday. So it's kind of exciting that you could do work like that totally professional. Yeah. You know, but... Uh, and I was there in spirit, you know, and they'll, sure. I think they're going to mix that, that song first, which would happen sometime in the next week or so. so. Excellent. So look for this ballad called uh, something with, uh, I think it's called, uh, 
Call Off the Wedding or something like that. Something with wedding in it. You know? okay. it's, it's a really very clever song. Though. It's it's, a, it's I'm, a, I'm intrigued. A very Alice <laughs> Cooper, tongue-in-cheek kind of thing, and he sings it really well. I'm real excited about the track. I think it's going to be real unique for his record. Awesome. So I'm sure that Lordy record will be out this year. Excellent. Um, let's see. When you're out on the road, what, what equipment do you bring? How many guitars or... Well, it all depends on what I'm doing. With Grand Funk, I'm really fortunate that since uh, the band has a backline company that's able to meet us wherever we do the fly-in date, uh-huh. I got five or six guitars on each one of those trucks. Uh-huh. Okay, and I'm always loyal. The backline companies usually have the Marshall amps I use, so yeah. they don't have to be my personal, personal amps, you know. Of course, when I do a session, I'm using my stuff usually, sure. you know. But um, that's real simple. Then when I got to travel with... You know, ESP or like, look, I did a local gig to promote my record. Yeah. I brought, you know, three three electrics to play for yeah. eight songs, which is kind of crazy, but <laughs> that's me, you know. I like to play a lot of guitars if I can, but uh, I could do a show with one guitar, you know. So okay. I, I either use an ESP or Paul Reed Smith or a Gibson. I mean, I, I'm just a guitar nut, so. How many do you have? I own over 100 guitars. It's crazy. In fact, the April issue, it's kind of maybe the last issue now, but... The April Vintage Guitar Magazine had a whole uh, article on me. Okay. The, it was the cover. Uh-huh. Okay. They showed six of my guitars, some okay. of them Kiss guitars. Yeah. And then inside, I, I got the uh, like nice, more than three pages of photos and, and uh, art, you know, interview with me. Yeah. When you're practicing or just playing for your own pleasure, mm-hmm. is there a particular one that you always I like grab? To play, no, I like to just play different ones. If you're going to ask me if there's one that you go to the most to record with, yes. It would be my, my old Les Paul, which has been on, a, it was even on Paul's solo record via my brother. Okay. You know, oh. That one's been in the Kiss family a long time. That was really the most featured one on the cover of that magazine. Okay, okay. It was a 53 Les Paul that was converted to be like a 59, because the early 50 ones were gold, actually, yeah. all gold. So a lot of people would strip them, they'd have to reset the neck angle to make it more like the later 50 specs, which Correct. was the ultimate kind of Les Paul, sure. you know, and then uh, the pickups were changed, but, so they call it like a conversion model, but okay. killer guitar, great guitar, it's the one on God Gave Rock and Roll to You, for example. Okay, awesome, um, so you mentioned your brother, do you have any projects with him coming up? The latest things that he's involved with, which he's got a couple of good things in the iron, you know, we're working on right now, um, on the ironing board or whatever. Okay. <laughs> In the fires, yeah. Yes. Um, I'm not sure yet if I'll be involved or not with it, but um, obviously a lot of the ones where he's able to bring me in, you know, yeah. I do something with him. So obviously uh, we're we're quite quite close. Yeah. Uh, whenever I see him, I, I ask him the same question for you. Right. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, he always likes talking mm-hmm. about you. And actually, several years ago, he was in a Cincinnati convention and. It was actually his birthday. Oh, right. And uh, he, he's a good talker. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. No, he knows, how to, he knows how to sell himself. I know that. Yes, he does. And he, he, the stuff that he produces is always top-notch. He's, mm-hmm. he's, Absolutely, yeah. yeah. Um, is there anything you would like to discuss or say to the fans out there? Well, I certainly want to thank them, you know, for the ones that supported me with my new record. And obviously, uh, if, they, if they didn't get it or check it out, you know, there's ways to, you know, hear samples and full songs even on the internet, on my website, yeah. iTunes, you can hear 30 seconds each song. But, you know, between Gene and Nick and Eric and 
Steve Lukather and everybody on it. It's it's really, um, you know, unfortunately some Kiss fans are just so all they do is the stuff that says Kiss on it. But I, yeah. I think I think that if any of them ever thought Revenge was a decent record, they're gonna they're gonna really enjoy my record. You know, I honestly, like I said, we we had discussed mm-hmm. it a number of times after we got your advance. Mm-hmm. This is really quality stuff, Thank and you. we that's the bar that we threw it at right. as well was Revenge. Yep. That was well, I'm glad a, you noticed that because believe me, it, it cost me enough, and there was enough time and effort, and well, a lot can, of a lot of a lot of hard work put in. You can it. tell. I mean, it's it's there. Right. You hit it, man. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just glad that I I got it out and the people are hearing it. And uh, my website's the best way to keep in touch with me. Uh, you know, I use the Facebook and stuff like that, but the most thorough one is is going to be my website. Yeah. Fuelup.net, of course. Going way back, way back. First time you played with a band whether it was a high school or whatever. What was the name of it? <laughs> the first band I played with was called, and it was like kind of a takeoff of Jethro Tull, so it was called John Botkin. John you know, Botkin. Yeah, and they were around for a while before me uh, in my high school, and um, I guess at times, you know, members came and went. Yeah. So I remember doing some dates with John Botkin. And it was a, a Jethro type? No, it was just, <laughs> we were just doing like, kind of like, whatever the current top 40 of rock was. You know? Yeah. How long were you in that? <laughs> oh, I, I couldn't imagine me doing more than like a dozen gigs with them. Even. You know, it's hard for me to remember. Sure. But um, that was some of my earliest stuff. Excellent. Yeah. Well, I, I, th- no, I no recordings of it or, or videos of it. That you were aware. I have like one very <laughs> weird. Yeah, I have one real weird photo of me from that era. Really? Yeah. Did you ever put it up on your site? I'm not even facing forward. <laughs> it was crazy. But it's me. People love that stuff. I know. <laughs> well, that's why that, the KKB thing was really well received. You know? mm-hmm. That's this band, the first band that I kind of recorded with. Mm-hmm. That came out in '74. I mean, we did it in '73 and '74. Okay. Well, basically, that's about it. Wonderful. Um, it was great seeing you. Thank you. Uh, thanks for being on podcast. And that's our show. Thanks for listening. Be sure to check us out on the web at www.podkist.com. If uh, you have any suggestions, comments, or just want to talk to us, drop us a line at podkist at gmail.com. Be sure to check out James's other site, which is called zombiefaq.com. For all you white zombie fans, it's the place to be. A big thanks to Julian and all of our friends over at kissfaq.com. Big thanks to all of our pals at mykisslife.net. Keith LaRue and all the staff over at kissonline.com. They do a great job representing the hottest band in the land. If you have a Kiss-related website and want us to uh, mention it in the show notes or uh, possibly talk about it on the air, just let us know and we'll see what we can do about that. As James mentioned, be sure to check out Kiss Online for links to all the individual band members' websites. And as always, a big thanks to Gene Simmons, Paul Stanley, Ace Fraley, Peter Chris, Vinny Vincent, Bruce Kulick, Eric Singer, Tommy Thayer, and the memories of the late, great Eric Carr, and the late, great Mark St. John. You are Kiss, and we are your army. Thanks for listening. Good night. Good night.